Chrisanne Shine, Liberty Loving Patriots. Welcome to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Running a little bit behind today because we're having a, a bit of a thunderstorm today. Lost power, set up twice this morning, and lost power. And so uh, had to reset everything all over again twice. Was, what a bunch of fun that is. But here I am. Uh, JC is not with us today. I mean, he's, you know, hasn't died or anything. But he is working at the church. And we are uh, working hard to get this to you. Now, the... Uh, Internet seems to be a little bit sketchy today because I think of this storm that's cutting me in and out. But please stay with us, and I hope you won't be buffering too much because we have a great, great show for you today. As a matter of fact, it might just be... Nope, I think it's... Yeah, it's it's the storm. We're trying to reconnect. I think you know what happens when you have a power outage and everybody in the service area loses power... And then everybody tries to power up all over again. And I guess that's where we are. Um, let's see who we got in the chat rooms today. Oh, you guys got Biden ads again. Woohoo! <laughs> love, love those Biden ads. So, Southern Missouri, Kansas in the house. Look at that. The top three people. Biden, Biden, Biden. Iowa in the house. Tucson, Arizona, Liberty State. Yay. Uh, Biden again. Goodness gracious. Auburn, Illinois. Yes, it's hot here in Florida, too. Southeast Texas, Washington State. Who do we have over here in our Facebook chat room? My little Mikey thing here is in the way. You know, it's it's just different to have not have JC here. You have, like, only two eyes instead of four. So, let's see, do we have Sacramento? Hello, Ilona from Sacramento. Pleasure to have you with you. Thank you with us. Thank you so much for praying for us. Uh, we have, let's see, all right, Michael, guns up, Chris Ann and JC. Good afternoon from Pigeon Ford, Tennessee, Oregon, City, Oregon, Arizona. Look at all of this. <laughs> no, Michael, I have not permanently unlived my husband. No, 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 no. Missouri, lots of all these. Bonnie Lake, Washington. You know, this is one of my favorite parts. Thank you, Milton, for your early, early donation, Super Chat donation to us today with Popeye in your emote, in your avatar. That's really, really cool. So let's see. Biden is for slavery. This is one of my favorite parts of the show, actually. I mean, I love giving you information, but this is the part where we like interact and I get to see everybody that's here. And then you get to see how you're not alone. See, this is not just me, you know, burning time or wasting time or doing anything like that. This is me showing you, you are not alone. People all over Guatemala in the house. Are you kidding me? Guatemala. Hey, how often do you share Liberty? With your stranger friends, and I mean like strangers, people you don't know, not the weird ones that are your friends. So we want to uh, 
ask you to be evangelists. What in the world? Okay, they killed us on YouTube for some reason. So let's see what, what we have going on. Apparently, I'm still going on Facebook, but they have killed us on YouTube. Maybe we can get... Did it just bump me off? Oh, no, we're still there. It just bumped me off. Hey, that's a whole new... That is a whole new form of censorship. Check that out. I actually watched it happen. It acted like the video ended and moved me to a new video. How crazy is that? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hey, just so you know, we are going to get set up on Parlor. So I don't know how long that's going to take, but we are getting set up on Parlor and that's why our numbers are so low today, I think. Everybody's getting bumped off today. That is crazy. Well, keep up. Keep up with us. Stick with us, please. This is uh, something that is just rather annoying, I guess. So anyway, what I was saying is we are here to show you that you are not alone. There are liberty people all over the place, and we're asking you to spread the liberty news. Let me give you an example. So, JC and I meet up with some friends that we haven't seen in years. Friends that we met when we were doing Haiti mission work on the sailboats. Those of you who are longtime listeners, you know the story of, of our sailing uh, and mission work into Haiti. But we met up with them yesterday and we went to a restaurant and... The young lady, now you know they have mask madness here in Florida. So if you're looking for a nice place to vacation, do not go to Florida. Mask madness is spreading all over the the state of Florida. And it is madness. We had a county meeting today where a business owner called up and said that because the county is making the businesses enforce the masks and the sheriff is not enforcing the masks. The customers are taking it out on the business owners. We're requiring them to be the police. And so what do we have going on here? The business owner says, look, what are you doing to us? We had somebody, we tried to tell them they had to wear a mask. They, it was apparently a restaurant that had pool tables and a bar and they tried to tell the people at the pool tables that they had to wear a mask. Well, they got angry. They got angry. We're not sick. We're not wearing no stinking mask. And the guy says, look, this is what the county says. You have to wear a mask. Well, the end of the story is the people got mad, broke the pool cues, and left. Well, what are you going to do when the, when the sheriff is not going to enforce this? And the business owners are forced to be the police. Mask madness. All over. It is. It's madness. It's insanity. So do not plan your vacation for the state of Florida. Boycott the state of Florida. I told you we're going to Texas next week. We were going to be staying in Dallas for, um, for almost a week. I found out they have mask madness in Dallas, Texas. 
not staying there. Tell the Dallas mayor, I'm t- I'm, I changed my plans. We are not staying in Dallas because of your mask madness. And we are telling everybody else, don't stay in Dallas because of the mask madness. Now, there's not everywhere in Texas that has mask madness. So we were able to find another place to stay besides Dallas. And we're going to stay there and we're going to enjoy it. And they're going to enjoy the benefit of, of our consumerism. And the rest of Dallas can sit back in their in in their puddle of servitude and and lay down like a bunch of sheep. That's fine with me. I'm good with that. You you make your bed, you lie in it. Oklahoma, put your vacation in Oklahoma. Look, there's there's stuff to do in in every place. Frankly, JC and I, our best vacations are just simply. To find a nice hotel and a nice little downtown area and enjoy ourselves. We're not we're not people that like to go around and do tons and tons of store of of um, hit you know touristy things. We just enjoy the quiet relaxation. And yeah, winged infinity. I thought private business owners have the discretion too, but here in Florida. The business owners in Hillsborough County are threatened with 60 days in the county jail and a $500 fine for each offense of allowing a person in their business without a mask. Weaponizing the businesses against the consumers. I don't know. I got to talk to an economist because I don't think that, hey, that's that's like the most destructive thing to an economic system to weaponize the businesses against their customers. And yeah, I think the president should move his, his convent, the Republican convention from, from Florida to Texas. If we're going to be engaging in this mask madness, we shouldn't be having that here. Move it to a place that doesn't have mask madness. But I heard Texas is going into mask madness. You just, just don't do it in, in Dallas. Just don't do it in Dallas. Now, that's not what this is all about. But I want to share with you today. Hey, remember, hit your thumbs up as you're coming in. Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button down here so you never miss a show. Boy, YouTube is killing us today. Take a second to go ahead and share the show today. They are absolutely killing us. So let me share with you a little bit of of interesting uh political news. I found this quite interesting. This is this is this will be our partisan section of the show. How about that? Where we actually talk about partisan politics. Now this is foxnews.com, so I'm really hoping that one of their intrusive little pop-up things doesn't uh come on on top of us over here. House hearing explodes as Dems witnesses accuse Barr of choosing politics over justice. That is like more irony than you can pack in a single headline. (laughs) Seriously. House Judiciary Committee hearing focused on oversight of the Department of Justice was marked by searing accusations and explosive interruptions from the very beginning as Democrats and witnesses accused Attorney General Bill Barr and his agency of putting politics over the rule 
of law. I just had to drop that in there today as as the winner of the pot calling the kettle black award. The the winner of the complete and total hypocrisy award, because guess what? I mean, do we do we even have to remind everybody what the Department of Justice, what the FBI did and how politics overruled law in the FBI, how politics still overrules law in the FBI? How about how politics overrules law in Congress? This is not a Trump defense. This is a, a, an, an indictment on the hypocrites. Hey, can I show you guys something really, really cool? Can you see this? Oh, I probably have to put it here. This is the new Chris Ann Hall, one of our new mugs at GodGunsLiberty.com. God, I wonder if we have that up here. Let's see. Uh, GodGunsLiberty.com. We have coffee mugs now. And this is one of our favorites. Coffee mugs, by the way, coffee mugs come very, very quickly. The t-shirts are still moving slowly because they have COVID delay. But the coffee mugs come very quickly. And this is, uh, it's hard to see because it's blurry, but it says, Join or Die, ChrisAnnHall.com. And it's a really, really stylish mug. And we have... Lots and lots of different mugs. Look at this. We have Liberty First University mug. We have a 17. This is one of my favorites, too. This is the next one I'm getting. 1776 mug. How about this one? Rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Here's one. We have different state mugs, but JC put this one up here, the California Patriot mug. We need California Patriots to announce who they are because too much of the world doesn't believe that you actually exist. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Here's the join or die mug. I love this mug. It is so very cool. Here's uh, peaceful noncompliance. Uh, that's not a permanent typo, by the way. That's just a typo in this picture. So that's been fixed. So if you buy the mug, it won't have the typo in it. I got to get the picture fixed. And then here's one. I stand for the flag. I kneel for the king of kings. We have a ton of mugs available. JC has been, been really, really working hard to give you guys the tools, not to just pontificate, but to educate. If we can't actually be the people who are speaking all the time, but we can let our attire and our paraphernalia speak for us. So coffee mugs for Christmas, Winged Infinity says, yes, Sabatini is a constitutionalist. We are filing a lawsuit against Hillsborough County. It is coming. It's going to be a phenomenal, amazing lawsuit. Trust me, I know. <laughs> How's that? Ah, it's great. Um, but we are, uh, when when the lawsuit comes out, I will do an exclusive on it, and we will talk about the lawsuit against Hillsborough County. And if there is a need or uh, for support for the lawsuit, you know, like financial support, we will be uh, offering that opportunity to you as well. I think pretty much financially we're taken care of, but... I will let you know, just so you guys can, (laughs) 
winning. Yes, Monica, winning. Just so you guys can be a part of what we're doing. And I do plan on uh, making, we do plan on expanding the lawsuits when the opportunity arises to other counties here in Florida. Uh, CJ Hacker, we do make T-shirts in plus sizes. Go to GodGunsLiberty.com, GodGunsLiberty.com. They make all kinds of T-shirts there. But remember, because of the COVID, we're still behind schedule. All right. I want to talk to you now about the Supreme Court's most recent decision that was released today. Um, hey, Noelle, you, Noelle says I had to go to Chris Ann's YouTube page to find the video today, not in my feed. Anybody else having that problem? I'm telling you, they are seriously attacking us today, seriously trying to take us down. I'm seeing, though, that our super chat is still available. Um, you know, our friend Frank from Quite Frankly Broadcast had his super chat removed from him from because of his censorship. But it looks like our Super Chat is still available. If you want to help us, if you don't mind uh, Super Chatting us, then we would appreciate that. But let's talk about this Supreme Court opinion. Now, let me give you a little constitutional wisdom. Headlines don't give facts. All right? So when you see something... In a headline like this one from the NPR. Oh, why does it keep doing that to me? From NPR. Supreme Court sides with Trump administration in deportation case. You also have this one from Fox. Court hands Trump administration win on deportation powers. Then you also have CNN. Supreme Court rules asylum seekers cannot challenge removal. Now, remember, these guys are all talking about the same story. They're talking about the same opinion. But when I see something that's as important as the Supreme Court opinion come through the headlines, I like this little teaching moment. We are a teach show and not a talk show. So my teaching moment for you today is to make sure just for amusement, but also for facts, that you pull up several different articles about the same thing. And what you'll find is, regardless of the source, there is a spin. Now, I know that's not, uh, that is not news for our Liberty First followers, those who have been here on the Daily Journal for a long time. But what you also find are different aspects of what to look for. So with a Supreme Court opinion, you always want to make sure that you have a Supreme Court case in front of you, right? So the Supreme Court opinion, this is the case. Department of Homeland Security versus this guy from Sri Lanka. I cannot pronounce that last name, not gonna pronounce that last name, but that's the case. So those are your tools for today. You pick up three articles. You find then the, um, you find then the Supreme Court case, and then you go to the Supreme Court case 
and you read it. Now, remember, I've always told you I always read the dissent first because I like finding the holes and filling the holes, seeing how they're filled. In this case, this is a a 7-2 opinion, um, and it is written by Justice Alito, and Sotomayor is the one who disagrees with all of this. And so what are the f- here's what the newspapers tell us. Fox says, and I'm going to just read to you the first beginnings of each paragraph so you can see the difference in the spin. Fox says, The Supreme Court ruled Thursday for the Trump administration in a key immigration case, determining that a federal law limiting an asylum's application ability to appeal a determination that he lacked a credible fear of persecution from his home country does not violate the Constitution. So we'll go over to the CNN case. A win for the Department of Homeland Security, the Supreme Court said Thursday, that a Sri Lankan farmer who lost his bid for asylum in the United States after immigration officials ordered his removal could not challenge that decision in federal court. It says the ruling will keep courthouse doors closed to asylum seekers in expedited removal processes who say they cannot return home because they have a credible fear or torture of even death. Now, let me just explain to you that statement in CN- from CNN right there, that second line, is completely and utterly false. Now, I wonder if the Facebook truth Nazis will put up their little false fact warning for CNN's article. I'll show you why this is false. Let's go straight to the uh, Supreme Court opinion itself. We're going to go to the uh, concurring judgment of Justice Breyer and Justice Ginsburg. Okay, Justice Breyer, with whom Justice Ginsburg joins... Concurring in the judgment, the statute at issue here is 8 U.S.C. 1252E2, sets forth strict limits on what claims a non-citizen subject to expedited removal may present in federal habeas corpus proceedings. Now listen to this. This sentence proves that CNN is lying. I agree, Justice Breyer says, that enforcing those limits in this particular case does not violate the suspension of the clause's constitutional command. The privilege of the writ of habeas corpus shall not be suspended unless when in cases of rebellion or invasion, the public safety may require it. But we need not and should not go further. This case is about the facts that involve a guy from Sri Lanka and his personal particular application for asylum. It does not keep court doors closed to all asylum seekers, and it absolutely does not affect those who are seeking asylum when they have 
a credible, let's put this back up here again, when they have a credible fear of torture or even death. Think about this now. This man from Sri Lanka told Department of Homeland Security that he had no fear of torture or persecution from his government for his his creed, his beliefs, or his religion. He told them, I have no fear. And so the Department of Homeland Security agent said, since you have no fear, then there is no reason for you to seek asylum. So I can't issue you asylum. You see, the interesting thing is that this case is very, very fact-specific. And very, very importantly, not to be applied across the board. This case deals only with a, pers- a, a s- particular aspect of law. And I want to find this for you in the opinion here. Let me go ahead and, and search this out. All right. I'll pull up the Supreme Court opinion for you here. Alito says, we begin by briefly outlining the provisions of immigration law that are pertinent to the case. Under those provisions, several cases of aliens are inadmissible and therefore removable. 1-8 USC, 1182-1299, and others. These are include aliens who lack valid entry documents at the time of application, an alien who arrives at a port of entry, a place where an alien may lawfully enter, must apply for admission. An, a- an alien-like respondent who is caught trying to enter at some other spot is treated the same way. Now, here's the key. If the alien is inadmissible, the alien may be removed. The usual removal process involves an evidentiary hearing before an immigration judge, and at the hearing, an alien may attempt to show that he or she should not be removed. Among other things, an alien may apply for asylum on the ground that he or she would be persecuted if returned to her own country. His or her own country. That's what we're dealing with. And the man from Sri Lanka told the Department of Homeland Security, I am not in fear of persecution from my government. So I'm actually very curious as to how this is a victory for Donald Trump. Donald Trump did not write this law. Donald Trump did not invent this law. Donald Trump is the president of the United States and he is not a legislator. So I want to know, how is it that we think that the court following the law 
The, in this particular case, in 1996, Congress enacted the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act, I-I-R-I-R-A. Donald Trump wasn't even the president who signed it into law. So how is it that the headlines, here we have the Fox News headline, here we have the CNN, uh, well, the CNN headline is the only one that doesn't actually mention Trump. The NPR headline mentions Trump. Let's go back and look at these. Right? NPR, Supreme Court sides with Donald Trump. Fox News, Supreme Court hands Trump administration win. For the thumbs up or thumbs down, all three lose because CNN says, look at their spin. Oddly enough, they don't blame this on Trump. They blame it on the Supreme Court. Supreme Court rules asylum seeker cannot challenge removal. Well, that's pretty much a thumbs up for CNN on the headline. Except how many people will realize that headline means a single person when the article, one, two, three, four lines down, says all asylum seekers. So CNN gets two thumbs downs for the the legal accuracy of their article. They get a half a thumbs up for their headline, and both Fox and NPR lose at the headlines. This is why it's so important for Americans to reach outside of the propaganda machines. We've got to be a people who will go beyond this. We have been indoctrinated for decades, not just simply on propaganda, but to trust the propagandists. We've got to be the ones who make the choice to go to the sources Sources, by the way, if there's a one-stop shopping place, I don't think that you're going to get right information. Find the people that specialize and do their job appropriately. Find the people who specialize and do what they do best. You find somebody that is compiling everything into one spot, guess what you get? You get everything from a singular source perspective. Thank you, B-Tech Vendetta, for your super chat donation. See, guys, I told you the super chats still work. Can we clone you and distribute one Chris Ann to each state's capital to teach the Constitution? I love when you're a guest on Quite Frankly. Thank you so much, B-Tech. I love being on Quite Frankly, too. We're trying to reschedule one, but... Things are a little bit weird uh, with our schedule, so so Frank and I aren't able to sort of link up. But you know what? Um, I can still teach each state capital. There's only 50 of them, and all you have to do is ask me to come, and I'll go. But you have to get people who are willing, you know, to, to have me come teach. And frankly, when I go teach, I've taught the, the legislators – 
of 10 states in session, 10 or 11, can't remember anymore. And when I teach, I don't teach everybody, but I don't need to teach everybody. All I need is a tireless minority in your legislature. I need an attorney general, maybe your sheriffs who are willing to step up and say, I'm going to take a stand for the rights of the people because that's my job. Remember, the Declaration of Independence says that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. Let me mention to you, let's see, Constitutional America, this Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live right here on YouTube, right here on Facebook, on Roku, Fire TV, Apple TV, Android, Android TV, on Strike TV, okay? This Saturday, you don't want to miss this Saturday's episode. You realize next week we have Independence Day. This Saturday at Constitutional America, gather the family around. Whatever TV monitor you have, and watch as I give an historical lesson on the real Independence Day. The real Independence Day. July 4th is not our Independence Day, everybody. That's the Independence Day that we invented uh, in the mid-1800s. And I'm going to have a special Independence Day program for you on Constitutional America. Donovan Jewett, thank you for the super chat. He says, and the cloning fund begins. You know what? Um, B-Tech says, I'm a terrible communicator and I have a hard time dealing with ignorant sheep people. Guess what? That's why we have GodGunsLiberty.com. GodGunsLiberty.com. Look at this. You can wear T-shirts. You can wear T-shirts that have uh, messages on them, T-shirts that teach something on them, T-shirts that give your message so you don't even have to speak. How amazing is that? That is incredible. We make things so that everybody can have a chance to speak. So remember, the Supreme Court did not hand a victory to Trump. The Supreme Court simply followed the law. But let me talk to you a little bit about, just one second, about this statement by Justice Breyer. We talked about this statement a little bit. But he says, he says, um, we need not and should not go further. He says, I agree that enforcing those limits in this particular case, okay, enforcing those limits in this particular case, but we need not and should not go further. You know why you need not nor should not go further? You need not nor should not have to say that. Do you know why he has to make that statement? Because we've been indoctrinated to believe that the Supreme Court of the United States issues rulings 
that have the force of law on everybody in America. No, they do not. The Supreme Court does not have that kind of power. The Supreme Court, let me show you the style. This is what we call the style of the case. Here is the style of the case. The style of the case is the Department of Homeland Security et al. v. the Sri Lankan guy. Do you know why there is a style of the case? So that you understand who this opinion applies to. It does not say Supreme Court of the United States issues this decree to the people of America. No, it says the Supreme Court of the United States in regard to the Department of Homeland Security et al. v. Sri Lankan guy. Because that is the only thing that matters. Those are the only people that this opinion applies to. Period. It doesn't even exactly apply to the Department of Homeland Security every day with every person. It only applies to the to uh, the Department of Homeland Security. Did I say Supreme Court of the Department of Homeland DHS, right? So it doesn't apply to every person who deals with the DHS. It applies to the Department of Homeland Security in regard to this guy. This guy. Can I can I show you something too? How many of your newspaper uh, uh, uh your news articles and your people talk about how the uh Supreme Court issued a ruling? That's not what it says either. Look at it. Supreme Court of the United States. I'll roll that down a little bit again. Supreme Court of the United States. Justice Alito delivered the ruling. No. Justice Alito delivered the opinion. See, I don't just make this stuff up. This is actually what you're supposed to be reading. This is actually what you're supposed to be knowing. So, this case does not apply to all of America. This case does not even apply to the Department of Homeland Security and every single person that they find. The whole purpose of the style of the case is to show you who it applies to. And it applies to the Department of Homeland Security and this particular case. Maybe if we taught these things, we could stop running around talking about how the Supreme Court rules everything and how the Supreme Court makes the laws of the land. They do not. They absolutely do not. Now, for the last part of our show today, we are going to talk about a very important thing, how to protect your rights when, uh, when they're being violated by someone in government. Now, this could be the police. This could be the sheriff. This could be your county commissioner. This could be your city councilman. This could be the president of the United States. It doesn't matter. This is your right to record government officials. Now, 
The New York University issued a First Amendment watch guide, a citizen's guide to recording the police. Now, let's be clear. They titled it Recording the Police, but this has to do with public officials, okay? So, so there are certain keys that you need to understand. And remember, we are principle over party, truth over personality, and liberty over security. I realize this is New York University, but you see, the truth fits their agenda, so we can go ahead and, and take advantage of their printing of the truth. This is something that happens around the country all the time. This is something that I've been trying to teach people for 11 years. Because you see, there are a lot of people who have been engaging in protest for a very long time who are unlawfully arrested, unlawfully detained, unlawfully removed from public sidewalks and public places in their protest before it was anything else, believe it or not. It was people who were speaking about their religious beliefs. That's what I did when I practiced First Amendment law. I was a defense attorney for those who had been unlawfully arrested for maybe handing out gospel tracts in the park or uh, preaching on street corners or holding signs that, that people didn't like. So, hey, just a little bit of information. There's a lot of people who hate me out there and they say some really ugly things about me. So let me just give you a little bit of ammunition if that stuff makes you mad. I actually did practice constitutional law for several years with a national nonprofit firm. I've actually practiced law in several other states based on constitutional uh, law provisions. I am well-versed in constitutional law. I don't agree with the Supreme Court many times, but I am well-versed in it. And just because I practice constitutional law doesn't mean that I have to agree with everything that the Supreme Court says, nor does it mean that I, ha I believe that you must obey everything the Supreme Court says. As a matter of fact, as a constitutionalist, I know that you have a duty to not obey the Supreme Court when they hand out opinions that are unconstitutional. And yes, the Supreme Court can hand out opinions that are unconstitutional. So, yes, I am licensed to practice law. Yes, I did pass the bar exam. Yes, I was a prosecutor for um, around a decade. Yes, I practice First Amendment law. And yes, I've been teaching and writing books for 11 years now. So even though I don't fit their narrative, so that doesn't make me one of their classified vetted experts, I probably have have done more training taught more people than, than many law professors in America uh, in, in the time that I've had. So you take, you take the seven-year period of my teaching and compare that to any law professor, I guarantee you I've taught, well, I'm not even going to try to figure out a number, but I've taught a whole lot more students than they have. I've written more books than they have. And so I've probably studied more than they have. So when you talk about the 
you know, vetting someone for their expertise. Generally speaking, the media and those who are infected with confirmation bias are stuck with, you know, only allowing people that they love. Okay. So first and foremost, this, this, let's just, we'll just go through this together just so you can see it. 61% of the U.S. population lives in states where federal appeals courts have recognized a First Amendment right to record police officers performing their duties in public. Did you catch this? Look at this right here. The Supreme Court has not ruled on the issue. No, the Supreme Court has not delivered opinion on this issue. As a result, legal protections are fully secure only in those jurisdictions where federal circuits have issued a uh, opinion. However... Given the resounding support so far for this First Amendment protection, it says, not Chrisanne, it says, it seems highly likely that the remaining federal appeals courts will reach the same conclusion if the issue appears on their docket. And then it gives you a really nice outline of actual cases that will help you if you are ever confronted with the situation. So when I was practicing... First Amendment law and people would contact me and say, hey, Chrisanne, how do we do peaceful protests? How do we avoid being arrested? And how do we if we get arrested, how do we secure our rights? Well, first and foremost, what you have to remember is protesting is done by people with unpopular opinions a lot of the time. I mean, you don't have to pro you don't have to protest popular opinions. Right. And you don't have to protest when the government is doing what you want it to do. So those are the two things that you must understand. Protesting is about unpopular ideas. So don't be shocked when people don't agree with your protests. That's the whole purpose of a protest. Uh, the whole purpose of the First Amendment is to protect people in their dissemination of unpopular ideas because popular ideas don't need protection. So as you understand that in your protest, you are going to be holding signs or saying things or delivering a message that is unpopular, you're going to find opposition. And if you are uh, on public streets and public parks, you are quite likely going to find opposition with public officials, whether that be police, sheriff, county commissioners, governors, whatever, right? State police, whatever. So always, always Always be prepared to deal with the opposition. First and foremost, I will advise you, don't ever protest alone. That is the, the most dangerous way to protest, is to protest alone. I would advise and have advised as a constitutional attorney... That you never protest in groups smaller than three. Always groups larger than three. Three or more, actually. Three is minimum. I don't like three, but three or more. You need to have someone who can be the person that speaks to the police and maybe gets arrested. you got to determine that from the get-go. I'm the designated detained Okay, like a designated driver before you step out. I'm the designated detained. Okay, fine. You're the designated detained. Then the other two people will be responsible for creating the record for your defense. Two cameras, guys. Two cameras on at all times. 
All right, so let's go back to our guide. The right to gather information. In Brandsburg v. Hayes, the Supreme Court held that without some protection for seeking out the news, freedom of expression, freedom of the press could be eviscerated. In in First National Bank of Boston v. Bellotti in 1978, they said that the First Amendment goes beyond the protection of the press and the self-expression of the individual to prohibit government from limiting the stock of information from which members may dr- public of the public may draw. Okay. So basically, what they're saying is, freedom of press is not for just the media. Freedom of press is for everyone. And so. This stock of information, recordings of police officers carrying out their duties in the public, is critically important in enabling citizens to hold government accountable for its actions, which is a central foundational principle of the First Amendment. The First Amendment is not just simply there for you to be obnoxious. This First Amendment is there to hold public officials government officials accountable. That's why this is not just for police. I realize this is this is the popular form format. This is what's going to get people Oh, sorry. This is what's going to get people watching. But this is has to do with all officials, okay? The liberty of the press is the right of the lonely pamphleteer who uses carbon paper or a mimeograph just as much as the large metropolitan publisher who utilizes the latest photo composition methods. Case after case after case recording that this is the right of the individual freedom of press, not for the media. The right to record and share is not a press thing. It is an everyone thing. Look at what Scalia writes in 2003. A freelance supporter may write a story, but he will rarely edit, print, and deliver it to subscribers. To a government bent on suppressing speech, this mode of organization presents opportunities. Control any cog in the machine, and you can halt the entire apparatus. So we've got to understand that we have an absolute authority here that is not exclusive to the press it is absolutely not exclusive to the press it is shared with the press because the press is a people so it belongs to people press is built of people it doesn't come because they're media it comes because they're people now there are time place manner restrictions that the supreme court has allowed to take place But restrictions must be content neutral, meaning they cannot be aimed at the message, right? A conservative message, a liberal message, that sort of thing. Free speech rights uh, are not protected if you are interfering with an arrest uh, or blocking an arrest, okay? That's a lawful arrest, by the way. So... Public versus private places. Public places are the forum for freedom of speech. 
like, like Supreme Court case after another, that these are the, the fundamental foundational places. Private places you do not have freedom of speech rights. You can record from a street, you can record from a sidewalk, but once you enter into private property without permission of the person, then you can be trespassing, and when you record a private individual without their permission, you can also get in trouble for non-consensual recording. Now, non-consensual recording is something that only applies to actual private citizens. ACLU of Illinois v. Alvarez says that whether an Illinois eavesdropping statute prohibited non-consensual audio recordings applied to secret recordings of police working in public. Okay. The Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit concluded that the statute protects the privacy of conversations. However, quote, that interest is not implicated when police officers are performing their duties in public places and engaging in public communications audible to persons who witness the events. Why? Because they're in the public being public servants. Here's another important one. The right to be secure in your person's house's papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. Police cannot seize or view your smartphone recordings without a warrant. Riley v. California, 2014, this is a Supreme Court case, said that the Fourth Amendment prohibits police from seizing a person's recording device or later searching its contents. The only way for police to seize a phone is through an arrest, and the only way to access its contents is to require uh, to acquire a warrant. Roberts said, quote, Modern cell phones are not just another technological convenience. With all they contain and all they may reveal, they hold for many of Americans, quote, the privacies of life. That fact, the fact that technology now allows an individual to carry such information in his hands does not make it in, make the information any less worthy of the protection for which the founders fought. So there you have your little brief overview of how to peacefully have a protest, how to protect your rights in a protest, and what your rights are with a unlawful search and seizure. Right. Richard Kramer says they cannot burn a flag uh, because it's your property. They can burn their own property because they hold dominion over that property. Right. So burning of flags is protected by freedom of speech. But, you know, burning a flag could also be arson in certain places. So if you want to protest by burning a flag, make sure that you're not going to be arrested for arson. Make sure you're not going to be arrested for having a public fire. Okay, so make sure you know your local ordinances for public fires and that sort of thing. So uh, thank you guys for joining us today. We've had a fact-filled Absolutely fact-filled show today. Uh, Taryn says, does that include sidewalks of HOAs? Uh, Sidewalks of HOAs are generally considered property owned by the HOA. You would have to actually understand whether there's a public easement there or not. 
and that would take just a little bit of research. So if you have a gated community, it could be that the community has public uh, does not allow public access to the road, which means the community owns the road, which means they own the sidewalks. They're also responsible for maintaining the sidewalks and maintaining the roads. So just do a little bit of research and find that out for yourself. Once again, thank you for joining us. If you want to learn, learn more about your rights, go to chrisannhall.com or go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and sign up for our classes. Quick, before you go, hit that thumbs up. Make sure because Facebook, uh, YouTube was really, really dinging us today. So let's override those algorithms by hitting that thumbs up and also hit that subscribe button. That's way over here, the little bitty subscribe button, so you never, ever miss a, a uh, notice again. God bless you guys. I will see you next time. Mm -hmm.